which came first, the chicken or the egg? Now that's an easy one, uh, but answer this. Which comes first, honor or anger? Find out on this episode of Pushback. If you're concerned about the direction our culture is heading, then maybe it's time to push back. Hi there, welcome everybody to the third episode of Pushback with Dr. Johnny. It's been such a privilege to uh, share this podcast with you, and I'm looking forward to really getting into it now. We spent the first two episodes uh, talking about really some core uh, fundamental uh, pieces to really the overall theme of the podcast, uh, which was culture and family and the importance of how intertwined those two words are. And in the second podcast, I explained a little bit about who I am and what motivates me and what drives uh, my passion uh, for the topic of culture and family. But today we're really going to get into it. We're going to talk really about what I feel is one of the first, and I feel maybe primary uh, fundamental cultural pieces uh, that I would love to see shift and, and pushed back in our culture. And that is in regards to honor. Honor is a word uh, that I believe is maybe misunderstood and certainly underrepresented. So I want to deep dive into culture. Uh, interestingly, I also believe that this podcast is somewhat introductory in nature in the fact that I believe this is going to serve as sort of the uh, rules of engagement uh, for this podcast, because honor is going to be a critical piece as we move forward in discussion and the interchange and the uh, sharing of thoughts and ideas. Honor will need to be a key thread uh, in all of those discussions. So one thing you'll learn about me uh, over time is that I love words. I love the definition of words, and I spend a lot of time uh, when I'm speaking defining words. And I think it's so important because we can't throw around words haphazardly uh, because we need to know what they mean, and we need to use the right word in the right circumstance. And so we love honor, and I love the culture of honor. So what is the definition of honor? It means to regard or treat someone with admiration and respect. To regard or treat someone with admiration and respect. If you dig deeper into the word honor, uh, there are other key pieces, uh, words such as worth, value, and one of my favorite words, identity. See, we honor something that we value, that we see as worth worthwhile. Um, when we look at something that has identity, we can honor that because of who they are. A lot of times we have equated worth with performance, like you need to earn my honor, you need to earn my respect. But actually honor is something that's we, that we give to one another based out of identity. So let me just put an end to the confusion or understanding of honor. I believe that everyone is a child of God. <laughs> Everyone who's ever been created has been created in his image. Now, whether they realize it or not is not really the issue. But even Jesus came and wanted us to 
approach and engage culture from a place of worth and identity in that person. Seeing someone, regarding them with admiration and respect. There's not much more that needs to be said about that because everybody is created in his image and we should honor everyone. But there are two key pieces that I want to talk about in this podcast that I think is going to help us in the culture of honor. And the first thing is this, and I think this will help a lot. Honor doesn't mean agreement. I really want that to sink in. Honor doesn't mean agreement. I think sometimes we choose to dishonor people because we are so concerned that that they will think if we honor them and respect them that we agree with them. And it's such a, a pivotal, maybe even uh, releasing point to, to know that honor doesn't mean agreement. Let me give you some examples. Obviously, the most compelling example would be our president. Especially in the last several elections, uh, the country has been pretty split right down the middle. And so 50% of Americans uh, see the president as somebody that they agree with. The other 50% disagree with them. And because of that, there has been a rise in the culture of dishonor for our nation's president. I believe that this culture needs to shift and we need to push back. See, honor doesn't mean agreement. It doesn't mean agreement. See, I had a a colleague that I was talking with one time about politics. I know that's always dangerous, uh, but we were talking about some of the policies and things that were coming down in that administration. And I remember I said, well, I certainly honor him as my president, but I don't agree with what he is doing. And he looked at me honestly like I was an alien and said, well, I don't understand how you can honor him. And the key piece is that honor doesn't mean agreement. I can honor him, firstly, because he's a child of God, whether he knows it or not. But secondly, he is my president, and I honor the position that he's taking, taken for our country. I also honor the fact that he has engaged in public service. Now, you may say, hey, a lot of our presidents are more egomaniacs and are doing it for self-aggrandizement, but... Uh, The truth of the matter is that there's a huge sacrifice that takes place when somebody goes and puts themselves out in the public, especially the president of the United States. It's a strain on them and their family, and sometimes a pretty thankless job for anybody who serves in politics. So because of that, I honor our president, whoever that may be, because they have taken the position of leadership and we voted for him and the democratic system has put him in office. Similarly, I think another great example of honor doesn't mean agreement is historically uh, the way we treated our Vietnam veterans. That was a little bit before my time even, uh, but uh, I understand that when the the veterans returned from Vietnam, it was much of a different response than veterans, let's say, in World War II or other wars that were fought. And the reason was is because such a huge percentage of Americans disagreed with the war. Now remember, honor doesn't mean agreement. So we can honor soldiers who put their lives on the line and followed the orders of their commanders to go into harm's way on our behalf and in our, for our country. And I think that we can 
now look back on that time in history and feel like maybe we could have done better. We could have treated things, treated them much differently. Because honor doesn't mean agreement. Is it possible to disagree with the war and yet still have honor for the ones who fought it? That's what I'm calling for uh, in this episode of Pushback, because again, it's about changing and shifting, uh, sh- shifting the culture, and I love the culture of honor. I have a story of a, uh, a man who was similar to my age, uh, who was a patient of mine, and he would come see me in the clinic, and he had some pretty serious medical problems uh, over his life and related to his way of life. And some of the choices that he made took a toll on his body for sure. And he would come to my clinic and I know for a fact that we were uh, ideologically quite different. And it's interesting because he made it clear that that was the case. And we had um, bios that we would place uh, either on our website or in the lobby that said who we are. And so some of my background and and Even some of my ministry responsibilities were part of my bio. It's part of who I am. So he knew that uh, full well coming in to see me as his physician. It was interesting over time when I chose to honor him as a man and as a patient, uh, how the relationship really grew. And over time, I can testify that he really became a friend of mine. I appreciated him. I appreciated his humor. Uh, And we walked through some difficult times in his medical treatment uh, where things uh, were pretty serious on his behalf. It was interesting. One day he came into my clinic and began talking to me. And he said, you know, because of my background and the things that I have been through, he said, I have had many physicians that had that look in their eye is the way he said it. They had their look in their eye of judgment and disdain. And he said to me and looked at me in the eye and said, you never had that look. And I so appreciated him telling me that because it was because of the culture of honor that I gained a friend. I also gained access into his life to speak into his life. And honor opens the door. Honor opens the door. See, we can only discuss effectively to someone who will be near to us. Who will be near to us. See, anger, when we get upset or judgmental towards others, it actually creates a distance. Whereas honor creates intimacy where we can actually speak into people's lives. It opens up a place in a realm of influence. So which comes first, honor or anger? See, I believe that they actually both have a place in civil discord. I I don't believe that uh, anger, especially divine anger, uh, is actually a bad thing. I believe that apathy is actually more dangerous than anger. But unrestrained anger actually closes the door. When our anger actually is manifested as dishonor, it actually closes the door. And the very thing that we're angry about 
then becomes shut off in the realm of discussion. See, I believe that Jesus was angry. If you read the Gospels, you will see that he was not happy about many things, and he let people know about it. But it came from a, a, of a place of, of divine intervention where he actually tried to connect with people to bring about real change. And Jesus had a, had a way about him that would pierce people's hearts. And I want that. I, I know that you would want that. And I'm telling you that honor actually opens the door. The second thing I want to talk about is that honor is given, never taken. Honor is given, never taken. See, we can't demand honor from somebody. Then it's not honor. It's a choice that we make. And that's why I feel like it's such a fundamental piece to start these series of podcasts with. Because we can actually position ourselves to approach culture from a place of honor. It's a choice that we have to make. Because when we're angry, when we're upset, when we are operating in disagreement, honor isn't always the first thing that comes out of our mouth or in our body language or the way that we treat people. I would love honor to be a choice, almost like a piece of clothing, a cloak that we put on around ourselves so that when we go out of our house and approach the world, that they actually can feel it. And it disarms them and allows you to have place and access. So honor is given, never taken. It's interesting. The Bible doesn't say, parents, demand honor from your children. No, actually, the commandment actually addresses the children and says in Ephesians 6, 2, I'm actually quoting here, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Wow, that's pretty powerful. When we honor our father and mother, there's actually a, a promise connected to it that there would actually be health and wholeness and longevity of life connected with honoring. Maybe it's a really powerful word, and maybe heaven sees it that way too. And I think we should lean in to, to the, the realm of honor so that even we as children, as we approach our parents, it's always from a place of honor, but it should be extended to the culture at whole. See, everyone has a perspective. I'm, I am convinced of this. Everyone has a perspective that we don't have. And we honor them by listening to them listening to them. See, when we shout or defame someone, we are actually uncertain of our own position. See, when we're when we are uncertain of the position that we are taking, we feel like we need to discredit or distract the messenger. It's a debate tactic. And it certainly is a, a, a way, again, to distance ourselves when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel like maybe we're losing our position or we're uncertain of our position. We tend to get louder and we tend to shout and we tend to attack the person who disagrees with us so as to distance themselves from our position. I live in central Minnesota and 
when we live in Minnesota, we love the outdoors. We have access to an incredible uh, array of, of woods and lakes and rivers here in Minnesota. It's a beautiful place to live. And one of the best things that you can do in Minnesota, especially anywhere from spring to late fall, is to camp uh, and build a, bon a bonfire, a campfire. I'm sure everybody's familiar with uh, s'mores. And even as I mentioned s'mores, I'm sure your mouth begins to water because it's such a wonderful thing. And campfires are a great place to sit and just talk uh, and just be uh, in God's beautiful creation for sure. But everybody who's built a campfire knows that sometimes it's not always easy to get the fire started. And there are products on the market that I would call accelerants. Uh, my father-in-law actually refers to it as Boy Scout juice. And it's basically lighter fluid that you can dump or immerse or soak the wood in so that when you light it, there's a quick ignition of flame for sure and gets things started. I believe that when we engage people in a discussion or even a debate, we have a tendency to use accelerants. And we use an accelerant because we're not confident that our fire can burn on its own merit. Maybe we or our position is that of wet wood. <laughs> and we need an accelerant to try to help us or to support our cause. And so if you hear people and, you know, uh, cable news is a great place to turn on the TV and watch people yell at each other for a while. <laughs> Uh, but when you see or hear words being spoken such as, you're crazy, you're unhinged, you're an idiot, you're stupid, you're a buffoon. When they use these words, really they're using an accelerant. They're trying the Boy Scout juice technique to try to back down their opponent rather than calmly defend their position. And then if they're really desperate, and I want you to start looking for these in the culture, They'll pull out the big guns. And the big guns are words like racist, bigot, phobic, or radical. Nobody likes to be called those words. And if you get labeled those words, it discredits you and gets you to back down. See, I believe we have the higher way. I talked about culture in my first podcast. And his ways are higher than our ways. And because we are the ambassadors of the higher way, we don't have to shout. We have really good campfire wood. And it burns really well. And we don't have to use Boy Scout juice. We don't have to use names and we don't have to back people down. Be leery of any messenger that has to use accelerants or volume to make their point. Remember, dishonor closes the door. And maybe because we're uncomfortable with our position, we prefer to have the door closed. But that's what I'm calling for in this podcast. I'm calling for a shift where the door opens, where we as Christian families, as Christian ambassadors of his kingdom, we're the ones opening the door and creating conversation for people so that we can bring real transformation and healing into their lives. We need to be passionate about our culture and what we leave for our children. And it starts with a culture of honor. 
So if my volume increases, I hope it's just because of my passion and not my anger. I do, I am angry about issues and I am passionate about them, but I want to do it from a place of honor. And I'm committing to you as a listener that I will do that. So if I get a little bit more animated and a little bit loud in my microphone, it's because I'm passionate about it, not because I want to back you down. I will try to avoid using Boy Scout juice. So we can push back and we can do it with honor. It's the only way that'll work. And I know that it can be done. So in this podcast, I am also going to try to introduce opposing ideas. I'm going to defend what I believe and the opinions that I have. But I'm going to try to show the other side as well. And I can respond to those, but I also want to hear your perspective. I want this podcast to be interactive, and I I will not only listen to your perspective, I will honor it. So I invite you to go to gofam.org and click on the media tab and you will find pushback with Dr. Johnny. And there is a link where you can leave comments and questions on the current podcast topic. There will be a place for you to leave a question. And at some point when I've gathered appropriate questions, I will have an episode or two down the way where I will have a mailbag type question episode. And if I use your question on my podcast, I'm going to send you a free gift as well. Dishonor closes the door. And so if you submit a question or a comment that's written with dishonor, it will close the door. I'm not going to respond to those. So this podcast serves as a rules of engagement in regards to our podcast as well. Because I want to begin a discussion. Starting with the next podcast, we're going to jump into several issues that deal with all aspects of culture, in all realms of culture. I'm not going to put these in necessarily any categories. It's going to be a little bit random in the categories so that it'll be fun and interactive. But we're going to dive into every realm of culture where we can bring hope and light and restoration. And we're going to talk about these. We're going to talk about the way that we think about these areas of culture so that we can effectively and compassionately engage our culture and demonstrate and articulate his higher ways. So let's go together and set and shape the culture. 